It's like Aaron and the two popes. And now, Aaron, you didn't finish the two popes, and now there's only one pope. Oh, God. no. <laughs> I did that. First of all, it's the young pope, you freaking idiot. Like, ridiculous. Oh, that's right. The movie. <laughs> there's, the young pope is young. The two popes are both old. So ridiculous. And that is such a good movie, by the way. That movie is so good. Two popes. It's so and good. the TV show, The Young Pope, is excellent. Aaron, any thoughts? Have you? Jamie, will you say popes like Irene said it on Relics and Rebels? Pops. The pops. The pops. Hello and welcome to episode number 487 of the podcast. I'm your host, Knox McCoy. And I'm your other host, Jamie Golden. The podcast is a show dedicated to the life of ADC, and we're committed to educating you on things entertaining do not matter. To find out more about these contemporary pursuits, check us out at knoxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at the podcast, and we're on Twitter at PodcastPod. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be talking pop culture current events. But before we do that, so as you may have heard last week in our predictions episode, A, chickens get down, B, I may have a Reddit problem, and mm-hmm. C, we announced some really fun additions to our Patreon community, including we're going to have two new, very new pilot program episodes next week. In January, you sign up for an annual subscription to be a best friend of the show at Thoughts. First, you get a month free. Second, all our annual subscribers will get access to cinema side pieces dropped in one big, beautiful, bingeable batch of the eight Harry Potter films. These deep dives included me, Knox, and Aaron. It was the first time I'd ever seen the films. We had the best time. So if you're already a BFOTS annual subscriber or you become a BFOTS annual subscriber in January of 2023, then you'll receive a code to get all eight hours of Harry Potter recapping goodness downloaded straight to the device of your choice. Simply click the link in the show notes or visit knoxandjamie.com slash annual to sign up. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, Jamie, that was a, that was a great call to action because you, it oh, was a good you. tease. You talk about oh, like yes. we're doing some pilot program stuff. Aaron, I want to put you on the spot. Are you gonna? Aaron, do you watch any reality TV like at all? Uh, no. You watch Queer Eye? Oh yeah, I do watch Queer Eye. Yeah, and Great Have, British Bake Off. Okay, see, perfect. Have you made plans to add Milf Manor to your collection <laughs> of reality TV shows? Is that? 
Uh, what, do you, what do you think it is? Because it's exactly it, what you think it is. It, is that a real show? Yes. Oh, no, it's not. Uh-huh. It, it Sunday. Milf Manor? Yes, 100%. The, the heartbeat of it was 30 Rock. Rock, and now it is. It sprang Would you like from to the guess what it's about? Tina Fey. I assume that it is about uh, a MILFs in a mansion, uh-huh. and there is there one. Surely this is not an underaged person. No. Well, no. wow. Why? Why did you go there? You <laughs> well, I don't know. Off. I feel like milfs. What you it? had it. Milfs and a man, or you could have stopped there, Aaron. We would be like, bingo. You okay. got it. But See, my like, theory who's is. competing? Against, eight, like, hot, eight hot moms. So eight they're moms. competing for what? To be the ultimate to find, milf or to, to find, seduce no, a person? To find love with a man with a man half their age. Okay, Aaron, do you want to hear my theory? Do you hear my theory that I've tried yeah. out a, a couple times? Um, I think that the men who are competing are sons of the other MILFs. So there's a lot of like cross-milfification. So that's this what's going like to be the drama. The modern day Oedipus Rex. I know. I know. So that's one of the pilot on programs TL- we're going to be doing. On TLC, January wow. 15th at 10-9. Milf Manor. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, ex- I'm so excited, honestly. The Last oh, of so Us. Excited. I'm very excited about that. Just Mandalorian and the Apocalypse. That's going to be fun to recap, but Milf Manor. <gasps> They're so the cute. Is. I've been watching all their cute little interviews he, yeah. that Pedro and Bella are doing together, and I am obsessed with them. They're so adorable. I'm excited. Uh, we're all excited to be doing that uh, for our patrons. Um, let's go ahead and do the more you know here. The more you know. And as always, uh, if you're new to the show, the more you know is something we do um, three times a month for our Patreon supporters. Uh, the only difference is uh, the fourth week we do an AUA um, that we're uh, also doing this week. So you, if you're uh, late to the party, you can join up and watch the replay of that. That's where Aaron tried uh, to rein Jamie and I in. Uh, I think I'm going to go full sober on this AUA. Just see you how. Think that's, you think that everybody enjoys that? Wow. Okay. So you... <laughs> <laughs> they want they they pay for the destruction of my liver. That's what that's what they want. Well, you know what it is when you drink, you get a little you get a little more rowdy. But um, if you like the vibe and the rhythm and the content of this episode, make sure to join us at Patreon, actuallymericom slash Patreon, uh, and you can get one of these episodes dropped into your feed every single Monday night. Um, okay, so let's get into it. We'll start with ask a personal question again. This is a, a new question, new facet of the episode that we're adding uh, this year for Patreon supporters. Uh, and this is, uh, we've taken two comments from our uh, our patrons submit questions they want us to answer at the UA. So we're going to go uh, for two of these really quick. The first one, do you want to you read these, Jamie? Do you want to go no, over these? No, I want you to read particularly to, this okay, first one. Okay, this, gotcha. this first one, yes. Okay, this is from Hannah Legg. And she says, a few grievances to air. I like she starts, she's like, this is not a question. I just have some problems with you. <laughs> Number right. one, Jamie, why do you say Tuesday like Tuesday? <laughs> Like, like C-H-E-W-S day. Why okay, do you do that? So I spent some time on this because I want to honor Hannah or right. Hannah, whatever she, whatever her deal is. Okay. I want to honor her. I looked it up and Brits say Tuesday. So I, maybe I'm influenced by the pomp and circumstance of it all. I don't know. But also upon some self-reflection, I realize I do say Ruby Tuesday. <laughs> so the answer is, I don't know, Hannah. I don't know why I say Tuesday. Aaron, what do you say? Tuesday. Uh, Knox, do you Tuesday. say tu- Tuesday like a little the- tiny ballet dancer? No, don't lash out at us. <laughs> lash out at Anna. <laughs> Listen, the, the thing, when I read this, I was like, yeah, why does she say Tuesday? Like immediately I was like, yes, you're right, Anna. Do other, if you're right. listening, do you say Tuesday? I say Tuesday. 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 What's, what are you doing on Tuesday? Like, it just gets say it like that. I think it stands. Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What was the second question? No, let she, me ask it because it's Okay. You. Yeah. Yeah. Go Knox, ahead. Knox, the fact that you think Raven's home is greater than that so Raven is all caps embarrassing. 
okay i do think there's a lot of trash talk from someone who has like four double letters in her name like her name is <laughs> like it's the her, goose from she, charlotte's web she has like, 39 letters in her awesome. first and last name and only six letters make it up like it's that's it's amazing. too much overlap it's yeah. ridiculous um but i so i do I, I think this is correct i think raven's home and i looked it up raven's home uh it's the more modern uh uh iteration of raven's home that's a raven is the is the og uh yep, television right. show raven's home is 7.2 on imdb uh, and 6.6 for that so raven um so i just think like that's in my favor but also stay work stay woke uh double letter hannah because <laughs> um your favorite iteration of raven includes the participation of Corey, played by kyle massey and eddie played by orlando brown oh, kyle massey God. was just arrested for sending porno pictures to 13 year olds and orlando brown is a repeat domestic abuser but uh, i guess i'm okay, the leg think about yeah. how hard you ride for that so raven i guess <laughs> Um, and then she also said, um, my question is, she got to her question finally. Right, right. Have you seen This Is Where I Leave You? Adam Driver, Jason Bateman, Tina Fey, Catherine Hahn, guys, so good. Um, I, I remember loving it. I don't remember. Did you love it? I liked it. But okay. Hannah, did you, did you just ask us, did we see a movie with an all-star cast that came out nine years ago? <laughs> That's a question for Aaron. That is not a question for us. Aaron, have you seen uh, This Is Where I Leave You? No. <laughs> exactly. Wow, Aaron, really? Who's, who's in it? Adam Driver, Jason Bateman, yeah. Tina Fey, Catherine Hahn. Oh, that sounds good. It's actually, it's really I actually, cast. listen, Jane Fonda is throwing a million miles an hour in that movie. Yeah. And I loved the book. I had read the book. I, the movie didn't quite have the, 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 the punch of the book, no. but I will tell it, you, Adam Driver in it, very good. As a younger baby brother, Adam Driver, yes, it's perfect. Yes. This does, it, it violates, uh, the problem is it violates one of our core movie manifesto rules, which is uh, cast with too much star power. Be wary of it, and that's what happens here. Uh, so. Timothy Olyphant across the street with his traumatic brain injury. Ah, uh, I love Timothy so Olyphant. God, I uh. love Timothy Olyphant so much. Um, so that's the first question. Let's do a second question. This is from Eliza Williams, not Eliza, just like a regular Eliza. Uh, she says, in honor of moving on from the Bachelor Bachelorette, what was your favorite season to watch and recap? I thought this was such a good question. Great question. And I really thought, prayed about it, thought about it, looked for godly counsel. And look, to me, it is back-to-back bangers. It's Hannah Brown and then Petey Four Times. Wow. Those were my favorite. Because listen, Hannah Brown, you had True Look Waits. Mike Johnson, who never even got a chance to be yeah. great. And then Petey Four Times, Hannah American Girl Doll, Barb, mm-hmm. <laughs> Victoria with the racist modeling career. Do you remember yeah. her? Kelly, the attorney, he met at a wedding. And then no, like. <laughs> didn't just meet at a wedding. Had sex with at a wedding. And no one would acknowledge that. Ridiculous. Listen, and also, I think the reason that was the last time The Bachelor and Bachelorette were really great is yeah. because these were the last two seasons before the pandemic. Oh. Because PD's finale aired March 10th, 2020. <laughs> so I think that it was like, that was the last time we didn't have, you know, all of the restrictions and we had yeah. to deal with Claire in the desert. <laughs> you know, it's just, I, but I really loved because they were so chaotic. Maddie Prue and her eyelashes. Now she's just had a million dollar wedding. But back then she was working hard on them little lashes to get them defined. Couldn't figure out the eyelashes. We weren't sure if she had a mom or not. Still can't confirm, honestly, if she does or not. <laughs> no one's answered that question. Ridiculous. Um, I had, that's a good one. I feel a little bad because I don't think mine's as good. But I, I really liked the Ari season just because. What? He, like, he's such a back end. It was like the classic, this guy sucks. So you, he gets to be anything you want him to be. And I remember going into that season, I had a strategy. I was like, I'm only going to speak about this man in terms of food. I'm going to describe him only as food. Oh, that's and right. that's how we're going to get through the did. season. And I felt really good about it. And then ah, I liked, it's a tie. I like Rachel Lindsay 
because she's the only contestant with a backbone. So that was fun to watch. Oh, it was fun to watch. That's I also right. like Tasha because she broke it on Claire's season, which is like, woof, that would have been a tough hang. Uh, but also, like, everybody's just kind of fun and nice. And it was fine during the pandemic. It was like, this is kind of cool. You know, I can watch this. Listen, I will say Rachel's season was the season that I was so heart. I genuinely was so heartbroken by her choice. Yeah. And she's still with him today. <laughs> So she made the right decision for her. She's stubborn, man, because she did. That's not who she wanted, but good that's for them for being together. Wanted. But she says that's who she wanted. So it's fair. also Kareem Abdul-Jabbar showed up in that in that season. Like people forget, <gasps> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, one of the greatest basketball players ever. A great thing of our time was on a uh, like a group date with Rachel Lindsay on The yeah, Bachelor. Good times. You know, good it's times. ridiculous. Um, okay, so that's ask a personal question again. If you support us on Patreon, you get to do that every single week, and we get to answer those. Let's go to. What's the word, Jamie? And I know I didn't even have to message you. I knew you were all on this news <laughs> item. And this is the Eminem and 50 Cent are collabing on making a TV version of the one of the iconic movies of our time, 8 Mile. What did you think about this news? Okay, joke's on you. I did see a clip of this interview that 50 Cent had done. But it was sure. really about the fact that he was offered $8 million to do the World Cup. What? Like to play? Like, no, what, no, no, like, no, he was offered $9 million. <gasps> he was going to keep $1 million. He said this. And he said, and $8 million was going to go to Eminem. He said, but I knew, I knew he wouldn't even do it. And he wouldn't. <laughs> like, now, he wouldn't when you it. say to do the World Cup, do you mean like to commentate on it? Like to be no, in no, the no, studio? No, 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 to perform. To f- perform a concert oh, at the World Cup. okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had forgotten. And that's when it reminded me. I was like, oh, that's right. Eminem discovered. 50 cents. That's true. Yeah. And he signed him to his and Dre's, Dr. Dre's uh, record label. So I'd forgotten about that. Which, by the way, it's the 20th anniversary of In the Club this week. Okay. God, what a great song. People don't understand how good of a song that was. That album, by the way, that album, Get Rich or Die Trying, best selling album of 2003, 9 million copies, nominated for best rap album, does not win. And so I was like, in this research for this episode, I was like, why did it not win? Who won if it's not him? And I went and looked. Here are the nominees for Best Rap Album. Just please don't say Macklemore. Just please don't say no, that. No, Even no, if no. it's true. The Roots Phrenology, Jay-Z, The Blueprint, okay. 50 Cent, Get Richard, I Trying, Missy Elliott, Under Construction, Work It, and then Outcast, Speaker Box. And it was Outcast uh, who won. That's tough. That's a tough crowd to that's win a t- in. That is a competitive crowd. It made me want to go listen to 2003 Rap. That was a very competitive crowd. See, it's better that it's like not The Shape of Water won the Oscar and you're like, what? The Shape of Water? Like who should won? Like there's a better case for that. That's just, that's a crowded field. That just is what it is. That's right. So Neil, he has said that he and Eminem are working together. Uh, now that sounds like sometimes when I say me and Aaron are going to go do this thing and Aaron doesn't right. know yet, but she just has to like roll with it. <laughs> sure. But that they're going to adapt the 2002 film called Mom Spaghetti right. into a modern TV show, and he was like, it should be, I love 50 Cent being like, it should exist for Eminem's legacy. Oh, yeah. People are concerned about that. <laughs> My favorite part of Eminem's legacy is when he, I think he punches out Eric Bana in uh, in that Judd Apatow, Eric Bana, Adam Sandler movie. Do you remember? Do you remember this? What movie is Eric Bana in an it's Adam like Sandler funny, movie? It's like, I think it's funny people. Oh, like, funny people. Okay. Eminem punches someone. I was like, that's, he should retire now because that's incredible. Aaron, have you seen 8 Mile? Did you watch 8 Mile? Yes. Whoa! <laughs> I did. I went to the theater and I saw. I can't believe it. I what motivated Eminem. you to do that? I love Eminem. Listen, eight, uh, Jason Waterfalls and I had dinner with my parents at the Cracker Barrel, and then we watched <laughs> Eight Mile, and then I went and saw it again the next night because that's I the was first time I've ever seen such a. I didn't know what was happening uh, with the Brittany Murphy. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I was like, rest in peace. Why? why yeah, why the sex in the recording she... studio was tough. It was the, tough. I'm not gonna wait, lie. But she, 
Well, I don't want to talk about it. Never mind. Oh, you can spoil know. it. It's been no. long enough. Go ahead. No, it's She's gross. dead. She's dead. No, I know. I, I, don't, I don't want to talk about it, though. That doesn't feel <laughs> appropriate. <laughs> Jason, leave it all in. No. Why does she lick her hands? Why she does she lick her oh, hands? Oh, I, I knew that's what she wanted to say. I didn't say. know why. <laughs> you were too young. I didn't understand. You were too little. God. <laughs> Jason, leave it all. Please. No, People don't. need to know. No, you don't. It's an incredible point. It's an incredible point. Well, they well say he says he says it's going to be a reboot in the vein of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Mm-hmm. It's to expand on the other characters. But I was like, well, Brittany Murphy's dead. Anthony yeah. Mackie not going to be in this. He's so no, he's contracted up. He's and Captain America. Maybe Kim Basinger. Maybe she a little time with his mother. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, if you did a Kim Basinger dead or alive, I would. I would. I would have paused. I would be like, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. No, listen, but she's, she's living her definitely. best life because she's like, look, I'm not the one that shot someone on a movie set. That's my That's true. Sorry yeah. about that, Alec Baldwin. That's right. Um, so uh, the question, more than like really like plotting out like what this what this project looks like, I thought it'd be interesting. Can we talk about like if um, like what's another movie or like movie series, anything like that, that you would like to see turned into a TV show? And because we have Eminem Fitzsimmons, you have to include at least two musicians in this TV reboot, but they don't have to be associated with it. So okay, just, look, we have some grace there. Just insider info. For me to execute this, I had to read the sentence seven times that not yeah. been written in the thing. It was, right, uh, what is another movie you want to see turned into a TV show? You have to include two musicians in uh-huh. the TV reboot, and the musicians do not have to have been previously associated. There it, it, originally there were two footnotes associated with it. But I was like, that's too much to ask. That's too much to it's ask. Too much to ask. Yeah. Okay, I did. I did a course again. Yet yeah, think about this, and I think I do have it. I'm going to pitch you, and I'm going to. Mm-hmm. I'm really. I want to, Aaron. I want you to answer. Would you watch the series once I present it to you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I think that a movie reboot, and it, it's still in the theaters right now. But roll with me. Puss mm-hmm. in Boots becomes okay. a TV show. Yeah, I'm going to say an, an eight episode quiet thoughtful drama series. Okay. Showrunner Peter Morgan. Most famously known for The Crown. Uh-huh. Obviously, that fits because obviously Puss is a hero of San Ricardo. Of course. And yes. uh, Salma is, you know, a street savvy tuxedo cat. But yes. instead of them, we're going to have Bad Bunny. Okay. Is because, uh, listen, he is very attractive. And I think about him a lot. So just <laughs> FYI. Okay. And then Kitty Softball is played by Rosalia. Uh, uh, is it live action? Yes, it's live action. Okay. And then, again, it's it's the crown, but with these people. Right. Question, and then, but you're, you're using Puss in Boots, though. So are you getting a big cat? You're getting a big <laughs> big cat from a zoo to be Puss? <laughs> no, no, no. It's this is We are interpreting. Oh, so I thought you were. Bad I Bunny th- is Bad Bunny. He's I thought, hot. I thought he, Bad Bunny was going to voice a cat. one he's of not the cats. becoming a cat. Okay, just, but in, in fairness. He's in, Puss. Puss. <laughs> <laughs> you're p- Puss in Boots. <laughs> I'm taking battle lessons. Just roll with it. <laughs> so, so he is like, but how do we get narratively? How do we get from Puss is like this orange-haired cat, um, right. Who was a cartoon to now it's Bad Bunny. Like, how Listen, do we get? That's there? what a narrator's for. In Got- the, the gotcha. does he like? Is There's it a villain. A There's a villain. Is it a potion? No, 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 yeah. no, no. He's just human puss. No, but Aaron's puss. Aaron's offering. <laughs> Why are you no, saying listen, it like that? Number one, I have a number villain. two. You ready? Who's my, I added an extra bonus musician. No, as Aaron said you have to offer. You have to be like. After I drank the potion, I became bad bunny. Like, yeah. I, n- oh, that that sounds just like bad bunny. No. That's perfect. Okay, and then the villain is Adele, oh. who is a Cockney colonizer. Okay. And if it was animated, it'd be a, she'd be a corgi. Okay, Love but it. she yes. is Adele. 
But she is Adele. Yeah. Okay, I love her playing herself. That's She's brilliant. a villain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ad- it's Adele as Adele. Oh, no, I was just making her a villain, but yes, Adele Let's make her playing Adele. Adele. Let's make her Adele. <laughs> I, I like that. that. And she's trying to take out Bad Bunny and Rosalia. Why? I just like, don't understand she, she where, where, where Puss in Boots comes in. Yeah. I, <laughs> listen, did you not hear the 17 sentences that Knox may be a bye bye in order to get this idea on the table? <laughs> no, I really didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie you want to see turned into a TV show. You have to include two musicians in the TV reboot. Okay. That's but what I've done. How how does Bad Bunny become a cat? That's yeah, that's no, the, he's this not is a cat. Problem. He's just, <laughs> okay. Okay, Knox, you pitch yours and let's okay. see if it goes better. Okay. Uh my movie is uh it's like Oceans 15. It's just another, you know, we're doing all the most Oceans okay. movies. Yeah. It's the Spice Girls and the Bare Naked Ladies. Okay? Are there and they're doing a battle. All of them, all of them. And it's important why we have all of them. It's like okay. a battle of the bands at a casino. Okay. It's like a promotional event. And while the Spice Girls are on, the Bare Naked Ladies are doing their version of the heist. And then when the Bare Naked Ladies come on, the Spice Girls are doing their version of a heist. Uh-huh. And okay. it's all to get back at an evil casino owner who's a Siamese twin, one half being Moby, one half being Dan Cook, who keeps licking his hands. In, but nobody knows why. And that's, Jason, that's why you have to leave it in. Brittany Murphy and 8 Miles. So, Jason, you have to leave that in because so structurally were, it has to When you were casting this with two big bands and you yeah. were like, who are the two best bands that we could compete that seem equal in nature? Yeah. You picked Spice Girls and uh-huh. Bare Naked Ladies. Is it because there's female in their name? Yes. Well, it's I, I like to operate with the how and the wow. Okay. So okay. Spice Girls are the wow. <laughs> bare Naked Ladies are the how. Do you know what oh, I'm saying? Okay, got it, got it. And got be it, honest, it, when's it. the last time you thought about the Bare Naked Ladies? N- uh, right now. This it's been a long time. Hey, were long you a big Bare Naked Ladies fan? I feel like no, you No, I'm looking at their Wikipedia right now to see wow. if there's anything good. What? <laughs> Wait, which, who was the person I'm sorry, that was if you ever in the Bare Naked Ladies? Is it Pete? Pete Wentz. What's he in? What's he in? Pete, Pete Wentz is not in Bare Naked Ladies. What? Listen, I only know leave that in. Leave that in. That's ridiculous. That's more ridiculous than just saying Bad Bunny is poos, and we're not going to explain why. Now she's looking at Pete Wentz. She's like, what's he doing? Honestly, all that hair. He's cute he's, now. No, he's, I feel like he's he's like venture no, cap now. Venture he's cap. Still something. married to Ashley? No, they're not. No, they're not. Married. No, they're not. There's no, no way no, that's true. He's not. married to. She's married to Donna Summers' son. What? Oh, wow. No, I, okay. Diana Ross. Diana. Whoa. Ross, Tracy Ellis Ross' brother. Evan, Evan, they're married. You, ma- say, you say names. He's, I don't. I don't know any of this. He's married to Tracy Ellen Ross's brother. <laughs> Ashley Simpson is married oh, to. I thought you were saying Pete Wentz was married to Tracy. Well, Ellen that could be Ross's true too. Bro- I mean, I just didn't we know. We're all love. Yeah. Just it's Tracy Ellis Ross. Just FYI. Just like I don't. I just just so we're saying the name. What I call her. Aaron was saying Tracy Ellen Ross, and I just kept. <laughs> no, I said Ellis. <laughs> I said Ellis. I don't think you did, but, but but Jason, you can you can be. Jason, did I say Ellis? Are y'all in a fight? Play it back. Play it back for the play, play that, it back. Play that play tape back. back. Yeah. To Tracy Ellen Ross's brother. Tracy well, Ellen Ross. Tracy- I think both were terrible. Honestly, I think both ideas are bad. I would like the listener's perspective. Would you I like think they're to flawed. see Bad Bunny? Listen, Google Bad Bunny and then ask me. Do you want to see Bad Bunny or Bare okay. Naked Ladies? I'm uh, just telling you. I think you want to see Bad Bunny. I, I think I think I like your idea better. But See, look how hot Bad Bunny is. Get him about I, a shirt, Aaron. I would like to ha- have the listeners help us bridge the gap between it being a cartoon cat and Bad Bunny. <laughs> how do we get there, listeners? Can help GPT, us get there. Can Chat GPT write the script? Let's ask Chat GPT. We'll get there. It'll be okay. good. So the weather's getting warmer, and I'm so excited to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello 
to dresses and tees. I'm so glad that I found Quince because not only can I update my wardrobe for the long haul, but I can do it without spending a fortune. Even penthouse Jamie, she's trying to save her cash dollars in this economy. But y'all know how I value quality and I want to find timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Now, Quince has just restocked their $40 linen wide leg pant, which I am super bummed to try. They have such a nice drape to them and they're 100% linen, which means they'll be super breathable and I'll feel like I'm wearing no pants at all, which is my preference. I'm also loving the look of the organic cotton gauze roll sleeve shirt, which is also $40. Guys, true story. Like, they have great pieces. I am obsessed with the cardigan I have and the sunglasses I have. The Leon sunglasses are dope. Their prices truly cannot be beat. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics. They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass that savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pop for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash pop to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pop. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big, small ones, whether it's the stress that comes with planning a big event, having to redo the electrical in your entire house unexpectedly, or simply having to go on a picnic lunch when you'd rather be home pantless watching your favorite show. Stress is truly a universal experience that if left unchecked can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest and work through anything that's weighing you down, big or small. I've truly noticed such a difference in my stress level since I started therapy years ago, making it a priority and a consistent part of my routine has allowed me to relieve my stress in a very safe environment instead of bottling it all. As someone who has a hard time sitting in my feelings, it's given me the habit of reflection so I can identify and deal with stressors early on before they overwhelm me. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, and entirely online, making it easy to stay consistent. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash podcastpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash podcast pod. This episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Aura Frames. It's Knox here with your annual reminder that Mother's Day is just around the corner this year. Let's think outside the box a little bit, guys. Forget sweaters, candles, or the dreaded bathrobe. They're also predictable and boring. That's why this year I'm recommending you get an Aura Frame. It's the perfect gift to mix things up and give a gift that shows some real thoughtfulness and is guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. We actually have one of these in our house right now, and we absolutely love it. It only takes about two minutes to set up, and it was super easy. Between all the kids, I was a little worried we'd run out of room, but it has free unlimited storage for photos and videos, and you can invite as many people as you want to contribute to the frame. Now that the kids are a little older, we've added them as contributors to the frame, and it's been really fun to see a few of their photos pop up from events they attend without us. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting auraframes.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code podcast at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. All right, picture this. It's finally getting warmer and you're picking up the after work run or a workout, but it's 4 p.m. and you're ready for a little snack to keep you going. What you want is something with clean, wholesome ingredients, but it's hard to find a snack that is great on the go and also fills you up enough to make a difference. Get ready to find out how good healthy snacks can taste with Chomps. We're big fans of Chomps in my house because not only is it so easy and convenient, but it's made with natural ingredients that taste great. Whether I'm prepping for recordings or taking one of the kids to one of their many end-of-year activities, I always have a Chompstick with me. They're also allergy-friendly, so I never have to worry about one of the kids deciding they want to take it with them. Chompsticks come in 10 delicious bold flavors, so there's a healthy snack option for everyone 
or grab a variety pack to satisfy your whole family's taste buds. There are even smaller Chomplings for a quick snack for any kids in your life. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com slash popcast. Go to chomps.com slash popcast to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot com slash popcast. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. Um, another thing nobody understands. Let's do how do we feel in this freaking Prince Harry book. Like, <gasps> let's talk about it. Like, what's important? Okay. What are things we need to so know about this? we have to set the table because we are recording the day before the book comes out. I have, of course, pre-ordered it. I double-checked to make sure it was being delivered tomorrow because I have to take it. I'm going on a little trip this week, and I want to make sure it's with me on the plane so I can be, like, sucking it up. But I saw a comment. And by the way, I saw a comment that celebrity memoirs should be about their greatest accomplishments because they were judging this book. And I was like, well, then you're in a different book club than me because I want a celebrity memoir to spill all the tea that's humanly possible. Listen, I would argue the three best celebrity memoirs of all time are Jessica Simpson, Andre Agassi, and Carrie Fisher because they spilled so much. Maybe Tina Turner. Like those were, that's what I'm looking for. And so this, I think, does that. And I'm very pumped about it. Okay, because some of the some of the early stuff we're getting, oh no, um, it's is, chaotic. It's chaotic. Yeah, I, and I can't tell if like it's one of those things where the trailer has all the good parts, and then you sure, get to you know, sure. this kind of this movie sucks, which is my my theory. Because I, as always, I feel like the royal family is like is like role playing games, but without any story or a, well, to be a, fair, anything interesting. You know how this it leaked, and one of the main reasons it leaked is because in Spain a bookstore put it out a week early, and so people bought copies before it got taken down off the shelves and all these reporters in like New York were like translate this from Spanish we gotta go <laughs> so I get it. it 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 came out in ways that I think he did not hope that it would because sure. obviously you have no context for some of these stories but I'll tell you some of the stories are very juicy and I'm very into them can I tell you two of my favorite stories that I read please let's uh, go. like coming into this I like his uh obviously probably you know if you take a casual like me and like what's the thing you know about Prince Harry I know okay. Ginger I know bald. I know suits girl. He's not I, bald. I mean, yeah. I, he has on. a bald spot though. Yeah, I mean, Just it's it's a, it's a it's a it's like the it. Jupiter bald spot. You know, it's right, like a, it's right, like right, big right. bald spot. Yeah. Um. It's uh in the Nazi costume. That's the things yes. I know. That's okay. the billboard stuff. So in the book, evidently, he does a big, big Nazi spin zone. He's like, yeah, I wore it. But you know yeah. whose idea it was? Not mine. It was my brother and his stupid wife. Guys, Care to comment, guys? You can't be like that. Was their idea? You're a human being that's a grown a person. Yeah. You make a decision. Don't 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 say dumb things like that. I would argue things. the two options you gave them were both really bad. So <laughs> you were never gonna land on like this is actually chill. So that was bad. So take responsibility for that. And then I have a lot of questions, Jamie, about this. Um You think uh, his two choices were like, I can be Martin Luther King in blackface, yeah, or I can be a Nazi. Which well, I, I don't I don't think it was I think it was uh I might be getting this wrong, it was like uh native and colonizer. Or Nazi costume. Which oh, one should I be? Got it. Because if I brought that to you guys, would you be like, ah, both are winners? You know, just like do your thing, man. Like, like you made me it. wear a Prussian prince costume while I had a medical emergency. How I dare you? Suggest? Think you made yourself because you doubted Jesse. <laughs> I Clemens take full ownership that I put that costume on, but you made me do it. Honestly, you're doing you're doing uh, Prince Harry right now. You're being the spare right <laughs> that's now true, because you're blaming true. me for doing that. I like uh, that this is your favorite story. You 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 just zoomed past. Frostbitten Panesse. Well, no, listen, that's just, that just stands alone. But that Did was he, the appetizer. The, 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 um, uh, main course 
was this uh, fist fight they had over um, Meghan Markle. Like oh, yeah, I've seen pictures now. People have lined it up because Reddit doesn't sleep. They put pictures up of showing him where, he, like, Harry being photographed after when this would have happened and that he has a black eye. Okay, so this is amazing because here's the quote that I like the little pull from the story. He, Prince William, grabbed me by my collar, ripping my necklace. He obviously cared about the necklace a lot, yeah. you can tell. And he knocked me to the floor. I landed on the dog's bowl, which cracked under my back. The piece is cutting into me. It's great prose. I lay there for a moment, comma, dazed, comma, then got to my feet and told him to get out. This is not a good look for Prince Harry. This is not a good look at all. You don't think, but it's not a good look for Willie either. No, honestly, it's a better look for Prince Willie because uh, Prince Harry was like, "Hey, we need to chill out. Here's a glass of water." Like that's the the the, the stage he set, and Prince William drank the whole glass of water like a psycho, yeah. and then destroyed his brother. And all Prince Harry said was like, "I'm gonna get to my feet and tell you to get out of here." No, like that was all Taylor made for. I took a piece of the dog's bowl and almost slit his throat, <laughs> but thought better of it. But right. it gave us none of that, so it's you a know, real tough look. This I think this book is what it's going to reveal is how lame everybody in this family is, including exactly right. Harry. Like, but here's, I do want to come back. You, you, you're trying to get me to not talk about the Frostbite and Pines, but I want to yeah. say, you know, he revealed that he had been on a North Pole expedition and that during uh, Willie and Katie's wedding mm-hmm. that he was frost nipped yeah. and he had a frostbitten Pines that he named Todger. But here's why I want to bring it up. When we do the more, you know, for our B-Fots um, every week, they have feedback, and sometimes we incorporate that, right? We get new ideas. Mm-hmm. We get yeah. all things. Samuel Thornton, who is a B-Fots, he messaged and said, longtime listener, we got to talk about your Pokemon euphemisms. Pikachu is great. Dukachu is terrible. Doesn't make me think what you want me to think of. It why? makes me think of Dookie. But he said, as a Pokemon fan, can I suggest Diglett? And Ooh. I was like, oh, I'm very into that. So I Googled Diglett. And y'all, Diglett is a tiny brown Pokemon that seems to be perpetually buried within the earth, leaving only its head visible. That is our new term for Dukachu. Diglett. Can I, can I make a... I, I feel better if it was Diglett. Honestly, I would. No! I would. <laughs> That's can I get a ruling on that? Word. That's just making a dainty dick. A I want, I want Dongachu or I want Diglett. That's Dongachu? Dongachu or Diglett. Those are the two options. I do like Dongachu, though. Yeah. Diglett. No, I'm not saying Diglett. You can't make me. <laughs> okay, the person who said poos like artistically for 17 minutes <laughs> was, can't say was, Diglett. That was my Ridiculous. babble coming out. That was my babble coming out. <laughs> not, uh, it, I did, a sponsor, okay. but not an ad. Okay, but also I want to talk about this because I think Aaron and I, I think Aaron will have some input on this. Kate allegedly did not want to share lip gloss with Megan based on the okay. the two couples uh, the, they were disagreeing other whether, whether to share a lip gloss backstage at the Royal Foundation Forum in 2018. He writes, Kate, taken aback, went into her handbag and reluctantly pulled out a small tube. Meg squeezed some under her finger and applied it to her lips. Kate grimaced. Who are you in this uh, scenario, oh. Aaron? Are you Kate or are you Meg? Megan? Uh, I, I don't want to share lip gloss with I'm anybody. I'm not sharing lip gloss with anybody. That's not insane. my sister-in-law who is lovely. Not Aaron. I'm not going to share lip gloss with Aaron. That's chaotic. That I get is Megan's so chaotic. part of being like, just squeeze some on your finger and I will. So I'm going to take all of this. Like, I'm going to take the problem. You're not going to contaminate yourself. But still, I don't I don't like it. No. There's a, no, I'm very pro Harry and Megan, but that yeah, is no, that too was much. a deal breaker. That's too much. That's also, that Willie and Kate, uh, he uh, reveals that they were really into suits, and he was concerned that they would be starstruck by Megan because they loved the TV show <laughs> Suits so much. <laughs> that is so weird. Is that not great? He said they were regular, nay, 
religious viewers of Suits. Okay, I also had like maybe the first three seasons of Suits I really enjoyed. My argument would be like they would be more starstruck by the redheaded secretary than Meghan Markle's character because she, she just had more – she more chemistry with Harvey, yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So I think that would have been more of a situation. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I, just, I will never read this. I don't think – I don't think at Nerf Gunpoint I would read this. I'd be like, well, I had a good life. This was I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it tomorrow. Like, I hope you do. I'm going re- to read the heck out of that On your way to your demonic teaching sessions about That's your demonic right. topics. That's right. Enneagram is not demonic. Just a note for the record. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go Cinema Sipes talk about this box office recap. Okay. So, of course, the box office it has a couple of new entries. But, of course, Avatar colon The Way of Water is now at $1.7 billion worldwide. It is now the seventh biggest global grocer uh james cameron came out this week and said hey it made money it made a profit so we are going to make more so can i I give you a conspiracy theory i don't think people are seeing this i don't think people are buying tickets i think it's all fake it's all fake news i do think i do think he's just signed up for 200 million amc a list i agree I agree 100%. And he keeps yeah. buying tickets for it. Uh, in second place was a Megan, which I think we'll talk a l- about a little more later in the oh, episode. Oh, you dang right we will. I know. It made $30 million. Guys, this budget was $12 million, and it already has made $30 million just in America. Like, this is going to be a huge hit. Third place, Puss in Boots. So many of you DM'd us and let us know that you went and saw Puss in Boots. Knox, would you like mm-hmm. to update us? Did you feel comfortable going to see Puss in Boots alone? No, I didn't. Instead, I saw Megan alone, and that was that was fine. That was okay, yeah, too. Yeah, that was okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in fourth place is A Man Called Otto. Here's the thing. That has not opened wide yet. It's not come to Birmingham. It has not come to Chattanooga yet. But it did make $4.2 million opening in about 600 theaters. I wanted to talk about it because it stars Tom Hanks. No, thank you. God. Oh, Tom Hanks. Uh, we're not Nepos. We're just in a family business. Well, your family sucks at the business. It's just wow. you. You're the only person who's had any success. But real, legitimate Success. But the reason I want to talk about this movie is because A Man Called Otto is based on a book called A Man Called Uva. It's by Frederick Bachman. And that book, I read that book like years ago. It's a book recommended to me by Ann Bogle. If you don't know Ann Bogle, she's a friend of the show. She hosts the podcast, What Should I Read Next? And when I was on her podcast, the first episode she ever released, Knox actually produced the first slew of her episodes of her podcast. This was a book she recommended to me based on what I liked and didn't like in books. And I read it and loved it. It's such a good book. But I will say for the record, this film was already made in 2015, and it got nominated for two Academy Awards. So uh, watch that one instead of this one. Okay? Okay. And then fifth place, we had Black Panther, which has now made more than $800 million. All right. And then coming this week, we have a movie named Just Plain, starring Gerard Butler. Just Don't do that. Don't do that. He, Don't listen, say Just Plain like it's like a trash piece of movie. That's, it is a trash. No, you know it is. He's the new Liam Neeson. I'm just going to... No. Is that bad? On... You act like that's a bad thing. That's an incredible well, thing. Well, it's a it's a lake house. I get it. But he's a pilot named Brody. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know what? Once upon a time, there were men named Brody who destroyed sharks named Jaws. Okay. So okay. I like to live in this world where we can destroy. I don't honestly, I don't know the plot to that movie because I watched it as a preview before Megan. And I, I remember my thought. I was like, what is your organic thought, Knox? Like, be one with yourself. I was like, this is everything I want a movie to be. You Listen, know? He 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 lands a plane on a war torn island. Uh, <laughs> what? The problem isn't the war torn stuff, and it isn't Gerard Butler with Mike Coulter just destroying terrorists. I have no issue right. with that. Right. The problem is trusting Gerard Butler to fly you the plane you're on. Okay. Yeah. You're about to get on a plane. If you saw Gerard Butler flying your plane, would you be like, I I have diarrhea? No, I would be like, uh, excuse me, I would like to transfer off of this airline. <laughs> well, there's also you have another option on Netflix. We get Dog Gone. Mm-hmm. 
a young man and his father begin a desperate search to find their beloved dog, Gonker, mm-hmm. on the what? Appalachian Trail before mm-hmm. it's too mm-hmm. late. That's Rob Lowe. You're going to watch the heck out of that? <sighs> Kimberly Williams I... Paisley playing a side piece. This is exciting. Okay. Uh, that is a different sexual energy between those two people. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is. And then uh, on Netflix, we do get a new documentary. You know I love a doc. You'll hear a green light for one in a minute. The Hatchet-Wielding Hitchhiker. Mm. It's about Kai, an unhoused nomad, who, after saving a woman from a violent attack, starts murdering people. It's fine. And then Skinamarink. We talked about Skinamarink. It's that right. horror movie where the children wake up to find out their father's missing and all the windows and doors have vanished. Great. And then, of course, on TV this weekend, Sunday, January 15th, two great things. The Last of Us on HBO Max about an apocalypse and hot Pedro Pascal. And Do you know what? Cutie the apocalypse Bellarine. is like a fungus. Like people get a fungus. Like that's it? That's what it, that is? I guess. I know nothing about the oh, video game. Oh, it's an game. oppressive quarantine. Okay. And then Milf Manor, eight hot moms leave home for the chance to find love with men half their age. And I We're, swear to God, if it's not their sons, if it's not each of their sons, you've, we you've are actually, going to spin this off. You've actually raised the bar too high, and now I'm going to be disappointed when it's not that. I know if it's like eight you sons of Pee Wee Herman, I'm going to be like, it could have been better. But if it's not, we're going to we're going to remake it and do it with sons. That's Listen, the to be version. fair, it's just a tough guys. It's a tough month for movies you just need to watch tv you don't need to put too much effort into movies right now there's no. going to be some highlights there's going to be an occasional highlight but for the most part it's going to be plane or tank or- okay you know what <laughs> push back i think this is a great time for movies because it's all simple now no expectations right because you get one word you get megan there's a three in there i don't know what that means but that's a movie a very simple idea and it's a very simple payoff. You know how long yeah. that movie, you know how long that freaking movie was, Jamie? How long? It was a cool 140. Oh, man. Ooh, oh, man. I stood up and clapped five. after that movie was over. So I was like, thank you for being efficient <laughs> with my time and yours. In your theater? I was clapping. Just... I was like, come on, come on, everybody. Let's sit. And then nobody clapped. But I did. And that's okay. But also playing, it just, it is what it is. It's simple. Okay. Listen, I don't guys, have to like watch something sad. And I don't have to watch like, here's how. Kong the Canker connects with the larger Marvel <laughs> narrative of, of session 16. I don't care about that. Listen, okay? Let me explain to you what's happening right now. Knox has one of the, if you know lots of people on the internet, you're not going to meet anybody with a greater January energy than Knox. He thinks everything's great right now. He thinks the world is uh, his oyster. And so movie theaters are his oyster. He has a, an intense January energy. You can feel it. I'm not disagreeing with you. And I also think, and, and, and I, I talked to uh, patrons about this last week. I do feel like we are undergoing a sea change in my movie taste. And I feel like it's getting less critically reliable, you know? And I just feel like I need to, I need to embrace that. <laughs> you I need, need to, to be honest that. about that. Yeah. To be honest. And listen, I think there are a lot of listeners who were like, look, I, I enjoy a mediocre anything. Like, yeah. I do think we have listeners who are like, yeah, I don't need it to be highbrow. I don't need to think about how does this relate to the greater economic challenges of Europe, Europe right now. I just need to, I need to laugh. I need to have a good glass onion moment. I've, I've tried for two years to finish season one of For All Mankind and <laughs> mother ever, I can't, I can't. And I want to, I want it's to be like a good Aaron critic. It's like Aaron and the two popes. It's too much. And now, it's Aaron, too much. you didn't finish the two popes and now there's only one pope. Oh God, no, <laughs> I did that. First of all, it's the young pope, you freaking idiot. Like, ridiculous. That's right. The movie. <laughs> There's, the young pope is young. The two popes are both old. So ridiculous. And that is such a good movie, by the way. That movie is so good. Two popes. It's so and good. the TV show, The Young Pope, is excellent. Aaron, any thoughts? Have you? Jamie, considered? will you say popes like Irene said it on Relics and Reveal? Popsa. The popsa. The popsa. The popsa. 
We love you, Irene, if you're listening. Love you, Irene. This episode is brought to you by Pear Eyewear. I just love a reason to celebrate a niche pop culture-themed holiday, don't you? Whether it's April 25th, known as the perfect date, when all you need is a light jacket. If you know, you know. Or better yet, May the 4th. I'll gladly go all in. I was trying to think of a fun way to decorate r 2 Dusty in honor of this most holy day of the year. And then I found out that Pear Eyewear just launched a Star Wars theme collection. Now I think I might have to celebrate by getting some new top frames for me instead, because the force is just that strong in their newly launched Star Wars collection. You guys, I'm not even joking. These frames are so adorable. And when I saw that they had a Grogu gradient, I could not contain my excitement. They have 21 unique designs that are all perfectly niche in the most delightful way. Their interpretations of familiar Star Wars icons are like fun Easter eggs that you can easily snap onto your favorite glasses whenever you're in the mood for a change. I love that their frames are so affordable at just $25 and that changing them is so easy. Hearing that little snap when you change out your frames, so satisfying. From legendary battles to formidable icons, these epic designs are for true fans. And whether you side with the Rebels, the Dark Side, or the Mandalorian, Pair Eyewear has got you covered. One pair, infinite possibilities. Go to PairEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair. And support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in your post-checkout survey. That's P-A-I-R-Eyewear.com, code POP. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Listen, I have a question. Uh, speaking of accountability, so are you out on Tom Hanks now? Because I feel like you were making inroads to being in on Tom Hanks at the end of last year, but now you're saying like I'm. I was back out. when he got all like snooty about nepo babies. Instead of just doing like you know who did it great, Allison Williams, star of Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get it, Mathrigan. Okay, she said, yeah, like yeah, I did. I, there's there's no harm in saying that that was part of it's part of my story. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I had, I had leg up. My dad was Brian Williams. It was before all the helicopter stuff happened. I got yeah. got some auditions. It's perfect. It was a perfect it. time. I got in before he was plagiarizing and making stuff up. It was great <laughs> That's for me. Right. That's right. We're going to do a Nepo Babies episode, but it's like for all of time, uh, you've been inheriting your parents' work, so it's not a big deal. Let's not be weird about it, okay? Like, it just yeah. is what it is. Don't be crazy. Um, can we talk about some trailers and do trailer <gasps> park here? We love a trailer park. Let's do it. Do you want to do Renfield or you people first? What do you like? What's your What's your fancy? I actually liked both of these trailers weirdly too much. I did. I did as I well. Did. Let's do Renfield. Yeah. I'm going to start with Renfield okay. because um, this uh, I watched this. Uh, I saw this before Megan as well. Mithrigan as well. Um, and I was floored that Nicolas Cage was in this. Do you want to talk about like what this movie is? Okay, so Renfield is it's a horror comedy. It's directed by Chris McKay. Screenplay by Ryan Ridley. Based on the original idea by Robert Kirkman, which I think is important to note because Robert Kirkman is like The Walking Dead. He co-created The Walking Dead. And it's a reboot of Dracula. (laughs) So it stars Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt, who truly, one of my favorite dependable actors. Uh, The great, warm bodies. Like he's very good in almost everything he's in. He is Renfield, who is the... um, the, uh, the, like the, the assistant yeah. yes, to Count Dracula. And he goes, what you see in the trailer is that he goes to a support group to talk about his boss and how hard it is. And then he meets a traffic cop played by Aquafina. Okay, I'm in. And they, uh, like, 
sort of have a hookup and I sure. kind of like it. And so, and then, but of course, Dracula is pa- played by Nicolas Cage. So my question for you, Jamie, is this is the, the cage sense? Are we in a cage sense? No, 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 because literally, well, here's the problem. I want to be in a cage sense. I, I actually genuinely love Nicolas Cage, but he makes the worst choices. Literally, the Nicolas Cage that is in the unbearable weight of massive talent, mm-hmm. that is really Nick Cage, who yeah. says yes to movies that are so tragic that you're like, what are you what are you even doing? Like, why are you saying yes to this? Because see, I, I was on, I was, I was thinking this is a cage of science and I went to IMDb, you know, many upcoming projects, six. I was like, boom, perfect. This is great. But then when you look at those six upcoming projects, they all yeah. look, smell and, and, and act like trash and they will be trash. So That's this right. is a false cage of science. That's right. Cause he, he has a movie. He had a movie come out that opened last weekend. You notice it was not on my box office list. The this old one, way. the Western. Yeah. Where it's like yeah. him and a big bushy mustache. And he's like, I'm Nick Cage with a mustache. And it's like, that's just not enough. Nick Cage. You know? No. It, Cause I, so what I need him to do is I need him every time he wants to say yes. Every third time I need him to say yes. Like yeah. legitimately, he needs to say no the other two times because yeah. he's saying yes. Cause I just don't think he has anything going on. And he's like, Okay, I'm just but see, this is this is a perfect example of like the unbearable weight of mass talent. Perfect yes. This is a great yes. I think yes, the, the material yes. and the supporting players, I think, can help. Did you notice in the IMDb list that Ben Schwartz is slated to play a mobster character? Yes, Teddy Lobo. Yes, I did. I that. just this feels like it's about that time if you're checking your clocks for Ben Schwartz to start pitching a Parks and Rec rewatch podcast, you know? Oh, the old no, desperation don't move. Say that you know what I mean? About him. Yeah, it feels like it. Feels like I it. love him so much. You know, it's what is funny is I don't really love him so much. I just love the sounds that they use of him mm-hmm. on TikTok. You know, of course. Yeah, it's great. Don't it's great. Be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> like that's just iconic. You know. But the I, I, I do really like the idea here. I like the small, like lowercase using of the Count Dracula legend and the yes. Renfield legend and modernizing it. I like that it's new in New Orleans. I think this is a clever way. Uh, again, a, a constant conversation we're having is like pre-existing IP. What's the best way to use that and like deal with this new world? I think this is a perfect utilization of that pre-existing Yes, IP. and the director is the guy who directed the Lego Batman movie. Like, uh-huh. So he has a funny, like a comedic sensibility. I, and I like that this movie appears to be like, this is what it is. It's just yeah. a funny, we're just trying also, to make a funny movie. In his, Chris McKay, I think um, you, you said his name. Um, in his IMDb photo, he is showing a lot of nip. Like he is, he is right what? up against the areola. It feels like he's trying to show off a titty tat, but he doesn't have a titty tat. So he's doing like one of those two button placards. Oh, I just figured out buttoned. why. He's from Winter why? Park, Florida. He's from Winter mm. Park, Florida. You can't, they you love can't take Florida tat. out of the guy. He loves you know the titty tat. Mean? You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. This movie comes out April 14th for those uh, keeping track at home and putting it in your calendar. Uh, you mm-hmm. can watch it at the theater. So, Are you going to theater this or are you going to stream this? This feels like a stream to me. Oh, this is a stream. This mm-hmm. is not a theater. Because yeah. you know why? I have to start gearing up because uh, May is coming. And yeah. I am going to be in the theater at least once a week all of the summer. So I have to like, I can't, I can't, I can't put too much. Although I do like a big Nicholas Holt, like a big, big version of him. I like Sure. That. I don't, I'm not going to follow I haven't up. had a big version of him in a while. Not going to follow up with that either. Just going to let that go. Got let's it, got go, it, got it. Uh, let's go, you people. Something you won't be able to see in the theater, but you will be able to stream. Uh, this is from Kenya Barris and Jonah Hill. Uh, you recently greenlit, I think, Stutz from Jonah yes, Hill? Yes, I love right? Stutz. Yeah. It's getting uh-huh. rave reviews everywhere. So this is a continuation of the, some of the stuff he's working on. What do you think about this trailer? I love that. Okay, so this is an ensemble cast. Actually, you know, <laughs> it's Jonah Hill and Kenya Barris. So Jonah Hill, who you, you know as, you know, an iconic actor, 
but then Kenya Barris, who you may not, the listener may not know, Kenya Barris was the creator of Blackish. Mm-hmm. Um, he co-wrote Girls Trip, the movie. Uh, he's uh, he has this huge, huge deal with Netflix production deal, mm-hmm. and he's created a lot of content. And I, my favorite thing about Kenya Barris is that he's tried to divorce his wife three times, and every time he never follows through. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. And his wife named Rainbow, which is mm-hmm. what. Blackish is uh, built up. And Blackish, like, one of the more subversive network comedies we've had oh, in a long time. So good. You if know, you've never watched early seasons. Those early seasons are so good. Also, fun fact about Kenya Barris, he used to work on 227 and would deliver scripts to Jack A. Harry. And she, in an interview this week, said, I treated him so awful. If I'd only known, I could have wow. a, I could still be working if I'd, if I'd only known. But this, it features an ensemble cast. It's about a, a Jonah Hill and he starts dating a black woman. Their mm-hmm. families reckon with the culture clashes, the societal expectations, and the generational differences. So he co-stars with uh, Lauren London. Lauren London, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, and Sam J is in this, which I really love, kind of as like a buddy in yeah. the film, which I love. And then... <laughs> So Eddie Murphy and Nia Long play yeah. her parents. That's right. And then David Duchovny and Julia Louis-Dreyfus Incredible. play his parents, which is perfection. The casting, like, the, I had some reservations because first it was the Netflix movie. I was like, okay, points off. And then it felt a little, sometimes you can get these movies that are too, um, I don't know, culturally commentary-ish, you know, sure. where sure. it feels like really encapsulated in a moment. You're like, man, in five years I might be like, what are you talking about? Um, but then once it transitions into kind of dual fish out of waters uh, for both characters, you know, with yes. different families, I thought, oh, this is the sweet spot. And then you see the casting. I'm really impressed with this. It has a little thread of crazy, stupid love in it. Yeah, yeah. Just the tiniest thread of having this buddy comedy between Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill. And listen, yes. Eddie Murphy, who please know, is, you know, obviously an icon, I don't think has made anything good in 20 years no fair? no yeah. i think that's yeah. fair yeah no Dream and, girls, and nor did he you know, want to you, no, you know nor did he really want to be making things you know he wasn't really wanting to make anything but this feels like the perfect partnership and i love kenya barris's perspective and combining that with jonah hill i just think that oh, i can't wait i think it's gonna be good it comes out january 27th on netflix what uh would you rather have because like this is so this um stuts I think you could make a case. Jonah Hill is having, I mean, arg- arguably he can kind of do within reason what he wants right now, right? Um, sure. He can't be like a Marvel superhero probably, but I feel like you're seeing a lot of artistic control and you're seeing some very interesting choices to that extent. Maybe uh, transpose that against Seth Rogen and not that Seth Rogen isn't making interesting choices, but he feels more commercially um, spoken for, you know? And I feel yes. like he is doing much more, uh, much more producing, much more broad topic stuff. Would you rather have Seth Rogen or Jonah Hill's career? Understanding Seth Rogen's is probably, he has, uh, I don't know, maybe more fans. Jonah Hill has more control over the stage he has. No, I would absolutely want to have uh, Jonah Hill's career. Because when you look back, he's producing like creating documentaries, but also producing some documentaries. It's almost like he's doing a little bit of the Brad Pitt move, which Mm -hmm. is I'm going to star in things, but I'm also going to fund a lot of stuff and like be kind of the money and the energy and the fundraiser behind a lot of projects that I would like to see made. And then I'm going to show up in the things that it's like in the same way that Nicolas Cage is saying yes too much. It's like Jonah Hill says no, almost exclusively. And then once a year is like, Okay, and now I will be in this. And yeah, and it, it almost feels that. like he's not saying yes to enough, which I think is perfect. 
That's what you want yes. as a star where people are like, oh, I'm dying to see a Jonah Hill. I'm dying to see him come back in anything versus, man, he's in everything. I, I, like, I need a break from him. What was, the, what was the best moment from this trailer for you? Do you have like a, something that stood out, like an exchange or anything that stood out? Listen, it's when, well, for me, it was when they are at the dinner table and they're mm-hmm. having discussion of mm-hmm. what was worse, the Holocaust or slavery. Yes. While Jonah Hill is trying to get a plate of potatoes. And that's my favorite part. That's my favorite part is Jonah Hill's like, what's the ETA on those ding dang potatoes? While <laughs> Fox Mulder and Elaine from Seinfeld are like, actually, the Holocaust is like the OG slavery. So we're kind of basically even. Well, and I, that's I just think, incredible writing. Well, and what a perfect timing. I mean, listen, for this film to come out. Like, <laughs> oh it, gosh, is a, yeah. it is a perfect timing of the conversations that we're now having about, is my is my oppression worse than your oppression? Yeah. We, it's not a scale. Like, we Let's don't measure have... traumas here and see who's <laughs> exactly. more afflicted. So yeah. I really, I'm excited. I'm excited to see uh, what this is. So. And can I just say, I think my favorite, you know, I've seen a range of Jonah Hills. I think my favorite is the Jonah Hill that is comfortable with his body. And there's a little beach bum blonde in the locks. Yeah. You know, that's my favorite version of Jonah Hill. You know, he talks about in Stutz, the green light, the documentary, he talks a lot about how, what a, a, an enormous disordered eating he's had his whole life mm. because of, he goes, I think my default is to be this weight, but it, Hollywood tells me I can't. Sure. And so it's like, but I think this is where I'm the happiest. Yeah. I can't, I'm not allowed to be that because no one will allow you to be that because you got to freaking do whole 30, you know? No. And so I, I really, I it's where he gives yeah. his best performances, I would argue. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, come so. on, Moneyball. Listen, there's nobody better. Ah, Moneyball. What a great, what I love a great so much. I'm excited yeah. for both of these uh, movies uh, a ton. Um, okay. Well, that is our conversation on The More You Know. Um, again, if you like the rhythm and the pace and the grab bagness, all skateness of this episode, make sure to join us at noxandjamie.com slash Patreon. And you can get one of these episodes every single Monday, excepting for the week where we do the AUA, where you get to watch us answer questions. You get to watch Aaron try to wrangle us, answer questions. It's a lot of fun. Noxandjamie.com slash Patreon. And if you have thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know noxandjamie.com slash 487. All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? <gasps> Let's do some lights. All right, what is your red light this week? Well, I don't know if you know, you guys, but Chris Harrison, former host of Bachelor Nation, he has a new podcast because that's the work he can get. <laughs> and he has a podcast called The Most Dramatic Podcast Ever. First of all, that's our podcast. Mm-hmm, do you talk mm-hmm. about chicken sex? Do you talk about diglets? No, you don't. Diglets. Licking um, hands? You understand what licking hands means? You talk about licking hands? No, you don't do that. See, Jason, you have to keep it. That's Listen, three references. Have, have, Chris Harrison, on your podcast, have you ever had a panic attack or a gallbladder attack in the middle of a live stream? <laughs> uh, have you ever had a coworker who's had undiagnosed tuberculosis for five years <laughs> because she's an Enneagram 3? No. You Mine's trying up a little bit, Aaron. How's your cough doing? I'm f- I'm feel, I feel great. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. yeah. I haven't coughed once. Haven't heard one. The the I, odds were a one and a half, and I've heard a single one. So she's it's doing when great. it warms up. She, it's that middle. It's that spring and fall. That's that nice really humidity. Hit. The nice southern humidity. <laughs> okay, so Chris Harrison. Now I I listen so that you don't have to. And I swear, if you listen to this podcast, and I find out that you listen to us, and you listen to this podcast, I'm gonna be so mad. I'm gonna come to your house, okay? Because <laughs> I assume your name is Hannah Leg. If you're doing that, don't do that. Okay. So he says in this episode that he worked hard to build the franchise of Bachelor Nation, and he created many influencers along the way. But also, to be clear, he never had any involvement in hiring, firing, editing, or story development. But he's sad the ratings have tanked since he left. Listen. And then he asked if podcasted is even a word. Wow. Uh, podcast is a verb, and the uh, past tense is podcasted. I don't understand what's hard about that. How he dare also, you, sir? would you like to... Would you like to hear how he self-reflected on that interview that he did with Rachel Lindsay and how he where he landed? Please. 
Uh, he stands by the points that he made in his job ending interview. And he just wasn't his, this is, this is a direct quote. I just wasn't my normal eloquent self. What? Okay. So I like, he did a no take backs on the apology. No like, actually take backs on the plantation. You're roasted. <laughs> God. Uh, can I, uh, can I go back here? So he basically Noxie lost 20 pounds. He was so stressed. Well, I'm, I'm so happy. I mean, I don't know if I'm sad for him or happy for him. Whatever. No, he that's wants sad. To be. Those are sad pounds. Sad. Okay, I'm sad for him. Um, so he basically did everything to yeah. build the show. He and literally. Build y'all, I'm not even. I'm not even making that up. That's exactly right. But he had no input in editing, storylines, plot, production. But yeah. other than those, pretty major things, I would argue he did everything else. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Jamie, what are you? What 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 notifications are you getting right now? What's going Aaron, on right now? Erin just sent me the permission slip for children's camp. She just airdropped it to me. I gotta fill this out. Certain kids can go to camp. Erin, so are you someone who airdrops people on the regular? No, I wasn't. I, I hit the button I accidentally. This, I, thought, I thought this was content that was pertinent. No, and I'm sorry. Right now. I accidentally hit the button. I'm trying to airdrop. You it don't accidentally myself. airdrop. There's a couple steps to accidentally airdrop somebody. You no, know what I'm saying? She popped up first, and I thought it was my computer. That's right. I've labeled my Mac, so I always come up first to people's list. I'm terrified of airdropping something people should have. You, what, what can you possibly be airdropping that's controversial? Not that many things, but I'm the same person who I won't let anyone look at my show notes. So everything is private and controversial to me. You know what I mean? But I'm just like like the guy down the hall, if I accidentally airdrop him, like my that thoughts on That is true, guys. M- Behind the again. scenes tip, we keep explaining to Knox that he has his own drive on Google Suite for the work, yeah. and he does not care. He's still using that that uh gmail from 1999 that's right you'll never you'll <laughs> like never it. get access to it and it's always that's the uh, good fences make good neighbors you know what i mean that's right, that's right. wow okay so, what's your red light uh my red light is you know this is the problem is it's this georgia tcu game tonight and the problem is by the time yes, people listen I'm to this so they'll know don't give me fake enthusiasm okay i i don't know what to do here because i have i've been very monastic with my betting and i was saving up all my mm. money to bet on this game, right? Because I've been I've been on Georgia Multiple for two bets, years though, now. Not just the winner, like different types of bets, yeah, right? Yes, mo- more or less, but really just like all in on one bet. All the money I've won, okay. all in on Georgia in some capacity. The problem is the, the line is 13 and a half, m- that more mean? or less. That means Georgia has to win by more than 13 and a half for me to win my money. So I don't know what to do. Why isn't it just a win or lose bet? Why can't well, you, you can just do beat? that, but the odds are very low. So like you're not going to make much money. Oh, you're not going to make as much money. It's so, like you have to bet like $500 to make $100. So that's not good. And by the time people listen to this, they'll know what happened. So if I'm like, I think I'm going to take George in the points, they'll be like, no, 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 you shouldn't do that. That's terrible. It's a terrible idea because they actually lost. So I don't, I'm in a, I'm in a bad place. I don't know what to do. You um, know, I don't know what we, you guys are feeling. What's your read on we, the game? Jamie? Well, we got a lot of questions about, did you leave your money on Argentina? I did. For the yes, World I, I had. Yes. Kept so my, then you I made about cashing plenty out. of money. Yes. Okay, so you made a plenty of money on that. So yes. I, my feelings are, I am rooting. It's hard because I'm an SEC ally, right? Obviously, of course. But I also well, on, the clarification for people for West Coast elites and, and flyover Karens. Um, there are some people who are like, I am in this conference and I hate my rival. So even if my rival is playing, <laughs> I have no identity in that. I want them to burn and That's, go to hell. That is normally me. Yes. And the SEC, kn- we're all like, if you're in the SEC, you're basically us. So we're rooting for you. That's, That's right. However, how that however, I do love the idea that the first national champion in Texas would be TCU. God, that would be pretty <laughs> so sick. That would so, be pretty awesome. Guys, honestly. I really want that to happen. No offense to my dear friends who are now mad at me and already texting. <laughs> but I would like TCU to win uh, 
to win it all, I think. Honestly, I like an underdog. I like an underdog. Plus, listen, Georgia, Georgia already got one. Now, I know that Alabama got many and more than Georgia's ever had, but I want <laughs> them, I just want everybody to get a chance when Alabama can't be there. Okay, so participation trophy style. I understand that. That's <laughs> perfectly fine. Uh, did you guys know Texas A&M just hired Bobby Petrino as our offensive coordinator? Bobby Isn't Petrino, who, he when he was last, yes, when he was last in the SEC, Ish, he uh, went on a motorcycle ride with a much younger lady and they got in a wreck and he showed up at a press conference with a neck roll, like a neck brace, you know, and like <laughs> scabs on his face. And he was, and he talks kind of like Yosemite Sam on, uh, on like a, like a pain killer. It's just, it's a whole like melodrama. It's just a good place. Have me. they heard yeah. of people under 40, any of that, these schools? Cause no. isn't Bobby Petrino like a thousand years old? He's an older man. So is Jimbo yeah. Fisher, like Bobby and Jimbo. Guys, on get somebody who has a digital playbook. I don't and know. Texas, you got Steve Sarkeesian. He screamed at someone for putting his hands on him to be like, hey, coach, don't run out now. I saw that clip on Twitter. He see- Dude, he crazy. didn't even like feel you Texas. up or anything. Like, calm down. And this, I'm not talking about how Texas basketball coach, um, domestic abuse, and he had to get fired. So maybe we just like chill out Texas coaches on like hiring people Texas. and understanding who we're hiring. So I don't know. I, it feels like I should go. I should just go with the points. Just like ride with Georgia. Yeah, that's what I would do. That's what Aaron. I'm what's your read? Who you, who you on tonight, Aaron? I didn't I didn't see you in the in the my action app. I didn't see who you placed money on yet. I I like the I like Georgia. You like you're on you're Georgia. You're gonna root for Georgia over a Texas. Georgia in the points. Georgia in the oh, points. Oh, they're playing a Texas. Gosh, school? she didn't even know they're playing a Texas. <laughs> who are they playing? TCU. TCU. The Horn Frogs. The Horn Frogs. I love TCU. So now you're rooting for TCU. No, I really like Georgia. Why? Why? Give me one reason. I don't know. I like. There was a video last year of one of their football players, and he got to conduct the band. Yep. And I really liked that. So you don't think any other school has ever done anything neato before? No, I, I just think they do neat stuff. <laughs> Aaron's riding with the points then. Aaron's going with the points, I'm hearing. And Is that Jamie's, what that means? Yeah, you're you're saying Georgia will win by more than 13 and a half points. Oh, you're saying that I'm not going that. I'm not you're, doing that. You're going to TCU. I okay. just, yeah, TCU. No, I just, I want Georgia to win. I like their colors. I like their mascot. And I like that they're nice to their people. Okay, I've, I, let me let me just follow that up. Uh, do you still like them knowing that most of their fans, when they see opposing fans, they bark at them like a bulldog? Do you think that's a good energy? I think that's cute. No, listen, the worst thing is when you ring that dumb cowbell. Like, that's the worst. <laughs> I agree. That that's is the worst. Right? You know it, yeah. Sophie. You know it. It's <laughs> the worst. You can't be critical of Mississippi State because their coach died uh, during the break. So you, you can take that back. He's been dead, like, weeks. It's. Uh, <laughs> are you saying it not too soon? Are you the first one in history to say not too soon? I can go after these <laughs> Incredible. What? I mean, it's okay. Did you just... <laughs> on Mike Leach and his death? Yeah! <laughs> yeah, you can that! Jason, I know you're going to say cut it, but let me say don't. Let me make a pitch. Yeah, I'll, I'll dig it out of the trash and put it back in, man. Um, okay, well, that's my red light. What's your uh, green light this week? Okay, my green light. I have two green lights. So the first is a book. You guys, I haven't read a fantasy book in a long time that I have been immediately when I finished it was like, God, I wish I could read that again for the first time. And it is Nettle and Bone by T. Kingfisher. It's a fantasy book with a slice of sinister. It's about Mara. Mara's older sister is married to an abusive prince. Mara's desperate helper maybe murder someone if need be uh no spoilers and she goes on this she goes on this uh epic journey as you do often in a fantasy novel she's joined by a witch an evil godmother a demon chicken dang and a hot warrior named 
Fenris. And look, it is a delight of a fairy tale from page one. It's funny. It's subversive. It includes my favorite trope of like a ragtag group of heroes on an impossible quest of taking down misogyny. And look, I don't care what kind of reader you are. I think you would really like this book. Like even if you've never read fantasy before, you would love it. You you jump into the action immediately from the top. It This book is so top notch. I immediately was like, I want there to be seven more of this book. But this, it made me want to read this author. It's so good. And her, she has a history of writing, because this has a, a couple of horror elements in it. Nothing like, you know, The Shining. But sure. I liked the way that she set up the story, how she delivered the worlds to us. It's excellent. So that's my first one. And then my second one is a documentary, and it's on Netflix. It's called The Volcano, colon, Rescue from Fakardi. And it is a documentary about the White Island volcanic eruption in 2019, in which uh, 22 lives were lost. And it's about what's so phenomenal about this documentary is that there's all this footage because it happened in 2019. So everybody involved, there were tours coming off the island as it was erupting. And y'all, it wasn't erupting in magma. It was erupting in steam. So people are getting killed by literal steam. It is unreal. The the people who participate in the documentary, there's just it's really this story of how ordinary people can do extraordinary things when put into wildly difficult situations, like being on an excursion from their cruise ship, because that's exactly what happened to many of these people. This documentary is also by Rory Kennedy. And Rory Kennedy, speaking of Nepo babies, um, although, you know, is it tough to be a Nepo baby when your dad is murdered before you're born? She, mm. her, her father is a... Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, Robert. We'll grandfather her in. Yeah, we'll grandfather her in. That's right. And so she's one of my favorite documentaries. She did Ghost of Abu Ghraib, Last Days in Vietnam, Downfall, The Case Against Boeing. She directed all of those. She's won a ton of awards. She's very good at storytelling and documentaries. So I highly recommend it. So what is your green light? My green light this week is the movie Megan or M. Thregan or whatever you want to call it. Yes. It's about that doll. Um, and I, I saw, I wasn't going to see this originally. Um, but once I saw the reviews, I was like, well, oh, this seems pretty good. Roof. So I, I checked it out. Um, it is, it, I'm glad I did because it is a great blend. It's, uh, first of all, it's just a simple straight ahead. This is going to be uh, horror adjacent, right? So I love the simplicity of that. I don't have to have like a like a flowchart or like a master's degree in something to understand what's going on. It's very simple. I like how it blends the um, you know inanimate object toy is secretly somewhat kind of possessed with the you know AI is eventually going to kill us. Blends that perfectly together. Um, but you know, honestly, it just it tells a very straight ahead story. Um, and I, I think most of the story is pretty earned with the characters. It starts off with a little girl with her parents. Something happens to the parents, so she has to go to an aunt. The aunt, played by Allison Williams, uh, a, a vowed Nepo baby, I guess, um, is ill-equipped, but she's an engineer. Um, and, you know, hijinks ensue, uh, mostly horror-based uh, from there. Allison Williams, I think she's really great. I think she's really great. This, this and Get Out, she is fast becoming a fixture of this kind of – uh, horror adjacent genre. Uh, but also I just like her presence. I think she gives us a really great performance in different situations, you know? Well, and I think she's also done something that's important, which we talked about earlier is that she doesn't say yes to everything. She really is measured in her yeses. It probably helps that she's an Epo baby and she can sure. do that. Right. But when she chooses, I think she chooses so well, the, the reviews for this and everyone that I've seen has seen it has said, it's so funny yeah. It's so like the horror is like the perfect balance between comedy and horror. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's what it is. It's fun. It's not three hours. Like I said, it's very efficient. It's clever. It's topical. It's timely. I just thought it very well done. A great use of my time. A great expenditure okay. of my time. So um, I highly recommend uh, people check that out. Um, okay, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. And for go remember my time, we do shopping on Amazon. Make sure you go to Amazon.com slash shop slash the podcast first. I don't honestly. I don't know if that is. I can't find my document. I was just like, I don't know. What, just where, have you dumb. just shut down your computer? I, you just I've, fit it, you don't honestly, know I've got a gambling app up, and I'm waiting for some prop bets to show up, and it just they never did, and I just couldn't get back to home. You know, you had, find you had home. a tough day with the fire drill. And Tennessee wanted prop bets. That's like I'm just looking for Stetson Bennett rushing prop, and they just won't give exactly. it to me. Exactly, that makes me mad too. Um, okay, but guys, remember anytime you're doing shopping on Amazon, make sure you go to Amazon.com/slash/shop/slash/lick-your-hand <laughs> first so they purchase your affiliate link. Our favorite item purchase use. Using that link this week was, Jamie, this is an Oreo chocolate peanut butter pie. Okay, wait. I don't buy food from Amazon. Do y'all buy food from Amazon? First of all, don't like your tone. You're being shameful and you don't <laughs> no, need to be shameful. No, not shameful. I just, food doesn't come fast enough. Like, I buy I buy exclusive food items. So if I can't find it here, I have to go to Amazon. Oh, okay. And I will get uh, Van Smokey Jerky and I will get Tessa May Habanero Ranch style dressing. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. this is the Oreo chocolate peanut butter pie cookies, which are different than Oreo peanut butter. Um, the customer reviews, 1100 ratings, 4.5 stars. I will say Matt was very angry about his purchase. Uh, he gave it one what? star. His review is labeled disgusting. <laughs> and he said, upon ordering the product, the taste of the cookies was awful. They were crushed and broken. Yeah, you ordered them from Amazon. Yeah, come on, like, dog. He said, they're two days late. Very dissatisfied. Wind up throwing them out. Not worth my problems of trying to get a refund on them. Please just continue item for sale. It's not fit for human consumption. <laughs> Talk about someone so angry. This Dang guy that. is going, if you cut this guy off in track it, traffic, he's going to yeah. get out of his truck. Yeah, like, there's going to be a rage situation. All right, you guys. I'm Jamie Golden. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Knox Coy. You can find me on socials at Knox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.